Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Happy Halloween. Welcome to Travis and Vic's Drunken Horror Adventures. I'm Travis. I'm drunk. It's Halloween. Vic is here at the house and he's being... <laughs> Molested by uh, canines. What's up, Vic? What's up, man? What's up? I'm getting raped by dogs everywhere. What is me too? Interesting... Hashtag me too. Oh God! Here we go again. <laughs> uh, Good Lord! What's up, brother? What's up? Happy Halloween, everybody! This is our day, man. This is what we live for, right? You know, the funny thing is that the as long as we've been doing the show, we've never done a Halloween episode, meaning we haven't done one on Halloween. Uh, we switched from Mondays to Tuesdays not too long ago. Um, and so we're doing something uh, uh, unique for us. Uh, you know, it's the main event of October. Uh, and in the past, we've done shows around Halloween on Elizabeth Bathory, uh, Lizzie, whatever the fuck her name was. What's what's her goddamn name? Lizzie Borden. I keep wanting to call her Lizzie McGuire, bro. <laughs> Lizzie Borden. Now she did take an axe and she gave her father forty wax. Or her yes. And when she was done, she gave her father forty one. That's what it was. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Anyway, so tonight what we've got for you are true tales of Halloween. And basically these are true horror tales of Halloween, meaning they actually happened, and they're horrific. Uh, but before we get into all that, let's talk a little bit about the holiday. What you been doing today, Vic? I know it's all exciting for you. Oh, yeah, man. I've I worked for about 12 hours today, and now I ate a couple of corn dogs, and I ate some candy. <laughs> and now I'm here drinking. Well, for me, my day consisted mostly of work, but I did uh, get to go over to the theaters, use my movie pass, got to watch um, the director's cut of Little House. Uh, uh, fuck Little House. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Little House. And it's funny, like, uh, because this was the director's cut, it was completely different than the original, uh, or at least the one we know of. It wasn't a happy ending. It was completely different than what we know. So it, it was really cool to see at the theater. Definitely worth doing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, so I, I celebrated Halloween that way. I've watched all the Halloween films over the last couple of days. I didn't get to watch the Rob Zombie remake other than part two, which I still feel like is underrated, and people are giving it unjust shit. Yes. I love Halloween, too. You know that. People that hate it suck. No matter how many stupid horse, horse uh, storylines there are in there, it doesn't ruin the movie for me. I still think there's a lot of good shit in there. I'll tell you what, though. I hate Daniel Harrison that movie. Uh, I love Daniel Harrison every movie. Well, I don't mean it like I don't like her as an actress. I mean, she like I hate her character. You know what I'm saying? Like Anne, Annie in the second one? She's a bum. Yeah. But then again, so is Lori. She's a bum, too. Yep, they're all bums. Even Loomis. 
So, um, <laughs> I think he's getting molested some more by dogs. <laughs> when when Vic comes over to my house, that's just his life. If he comes to the basement, he'll have dog penises all over his face. <laughs> it's true. He's basically getting, he gets bukkake from dogs. Oh, that's horrible. It is a very sad existence for the Philpot. Well, tonight, as I said, we're talking about True Tales of Halloween. No, I'm not talking about the movie on Netflix, which, by the way, you should watch. It's good. No trick or treat, but it's still a good anthology movie. Um, no, we're talking about things that actually happened on Halloween or around Halloween, and and they're just tragedies, real-life horrors. It's the same type of thing we talk about every month on this show, whether we're talking about, you know, like I said, Liz, uh, Lizzie Borden or um, Elizabeth Bathory, whatever it may be. So let's start off with this, Vic. I got a story from you for, for you from 2011 called The Slain Zombie. So in 2011, Taylor Van Deest was uh, leaving a party in the small town of Armstrong, Canada, and around 6 p.m., she actually began walking along the tracks, and she was dressed like a zombie for Halloween. Well, Taylor was texting back and forth with her friend at the time, and in the last text her friend received, she wrote about being creeped, which, as we know, would probably be being followed by somebody creepy. And uh, she never came home that night, and she was actually found beaten to death, and Vic's dying, as he tends to do around this time of year. Uh, she was actually found beaten to death near a set of railroad tracks. So whoever it was that was following her apparently beat her to death. And um, her death you know, traumatized the town, especially when it was revealed that her attacker actually intended to rape her before he smashed her head in with a flashlight when she fought back. I wonder if it was like one of those mag lights, Vic. You know what I'm talking about? Those things are vicious. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I don't have any concrete information, but I would think so. Yeah. Well, p- police eventually used DNA found under Taylor's fingernails to arrest Matthew Forrester for carrying out the murder and his father, Stephen, for helping him cover it up. I've heard of some stories like that before where the kid, you know, or where the younger one commits the murder and the dad helps him cover it up. Um, there's people out there, uh, Ray Johnson being one of them, that believes that Gacy committed a, a murder when he was young and that his father helped him cover it up. There's a, a kid in Louisville that killed his brother and has the for it. Yeah, it's pretty twisted. I mean, it's a really weird thing, though, you know? Yeah, I mean... I don't understand it. Like, if my kid kills somebody, fuck him, I ain't taking a rap. I'm going to let him rot. <laughs> That's called taking responsibility. <laughs> All right, so our number two tonight that we're going to talk about is a Double Homicide from 2004. Uh, it was late on Halloween night, 2004. And by the way, everybody, if I'm slurring, you should be proud of me that I'm even getting words out at this point. I put an excessive amount of rum in my uh, apple cider tonight, and I'm having problems. It's a true story. I can vouch for it all. <laughs> he, he watched me pour it all in there, and then it just smelled like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, it's crazy. Our buddy Pondo would be sick. So now I'm going to have fun with the pronunciation game. And, and late on Halloween night, 2004, roommates Leslie Mazzara, Adrian Insagna, and Lauren Mianza went to bed after uh, hand, handing out candy. Lauren, who actually lived in the basement, was woken up at 1 a.m. by the sounds of somebody entering the house. 
And she actually assumed it was one of her uh, roommate's boyfriends because, you know, they're probably loosey-goosey, right? I shouldn't say that. That's terrible. Vic, why'd you make me say that? Oh, my bad. I'm a dickhead. <laughs> well, she woke up again a few minutes later to the sound of a, you know, like a terrifying sound. She said she knew it was blood-curdling, terrified scream. Uh, and Adrian kept screaming and uh, screaming out, oh, my God, please help, please help. Um, and in total darkness, Lauren opened her door and took one step out, but then she was overcome with fear. She stood frozen, listening, until the intruder, intruder came bounding down the stairs. He was just flying down the stairs, breaking stuff as he came around, Lauren said. So she ran into the backyard and hid until it got all quiet, and she could hear where Adrian's pleas for help. Without knowing if the intruder, intruder had left, Lauren went back into the house and tried to call 911. But the line in the kitchen was dead. Uh even so, she tiptoed up the stairs to Adrian's room and found her other roommate, Leslie, face down in a pile of clothes with stab wounds all over her upper body and arms. The floor was covered in blood. Uh, a few feet away, Adrian was crouched behind her bed, alive, but no longer able to speak and rapidly bleeding to death from multiple stab wounds. Lauren went back downstairs with her bare feet slipping in her roommate's blood. That's fucked up. What's that remind you of, Vic, where somebody was slipping in blood? Halloween 2. You know what I'm talking about? Where Jimmy slips in the dude's blood in the hospital and then, or the nurse's blood and then hits his fucking head? Yeah, this chick's sliding around in her roommate's blood at this point. Um, and uh, she got to her cell phone. She calls 911. She fed the operator some info until that line went dead, too. And then she realized the intruder could still be around, and she dashed to her car and called 911 along the way. Well, in the course of the investigation, the FBI agents found cigarette butts near the scene of the crime that matched blood evidence inside the house, but found no known matches in any DNA databases. So officers and FBI agents spoke to nearly 1,500 persons of interest during the investigation of that double murder, including one of Adrian's friends, Lily Prudholm, and her husband, Eric Koppel, became a person of extreme interest during the investigation when he refused to give a DNA sample to exclude him from the suspect pool. That is kind of suspect, isn't it, Vic? Very. So nearly a year after the commission of the crime, Koppel turned himself in and confessed to the deaths of his wife's friends while giving no motive for the execution of his crime. And as if that wasn't bad enough, uh, Koppel was, at the time of the murders, only engaged to the friend of one of his victims and carried on with the wedding thinking he would get away with the crimes. That's fucked up. Adrian's mother who attended Koppel's wedding, had this to say. You're the man who is so cruel as to invite me, the mother of the woman you murdered, to stand up for you at your wedding, to read scripture to you of love and death and to bless your union. Throughout that weekend, you brought me into the heart of your family, knowing all the while it was you who destroyed mine. That's kind of a messed up story. That's fucked up. Yeah, it definitely wow. is. That's something I would do. <laughs> Might as well just rub it in all the way, right? Yeah, man. I mean, if you're going for it, go for the gusto, right? Yes, sir. Well, to uh, pause for a minute, took the kids trick or treating tonight. Saw a Mexican ghost face. Saw a Mexican Batman. Saw That's a Mexican witch. Oh, racist. Saw a black Joker. Um, <laughs> I saw a couple wicked clowns, but neither one of them were Pennywise. Um, ICP? Huh? Was it ICP? No, nah, it wasn't ICP. You said Wicked Clowns. 
Nah, they were just evil clowns. There's a dead dog on my floor. No. And his name is E.L. Fudge. Well, I got a dead dog over here. Now he's the rapist. I just hit him in the head with my forearm. You just hit him in the head with your forearm? <clears throat> my God. Y'all don't know actually know what this hero was. All right. So, Vic, since we're talking about rapists... Why don't we go ahead and tell a rape story? What do you think? I don't think I don't think we were. Were we? Oh yeah. yeah, good. I like rape. All right, man. So our next story is about the East Coast rapist. Oh, you're getting raped right now, aren't you? <laughs> See, <laughs> by the Mid South rapist. <laughs> All right. Well, if you ever heard of the East Coast rapist, uh, it was a series of attacks that were attributed to him. Uh, But the Halloween 2009 assault in Prince William County was perhaps the most brazen. Um, This guy, uh, Vic, can you guess what his ethnicity was? Right. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) He looked a little light-skinned, though. Of course. He he might have been mixed, right? He might have been. He looks a little mixed. Eh, he's a blackguard. Either way. So this guy... He stepped out of a borrowed gold Chrysler into the you know cold night rain. He's got a fake nine mil nine millimeter handgun. Pulls his jacket's hood tight over his face and forces three teenage trick or treaters down a steep ravine. So basically, he's captured these three women now or three girls, which I assume they're like teenagers. Yeah. The attack. This one was last in a string of 13 since 1997. This dude was a serial rapist. He was like fucking uh, dude from the Vikings. Fudge, quit raping. (laughs) Why am I struggling, Vic? Darren Sharper. (laughs) Oh, my God. What? What are you struggling with? I was trying to remember who Darren Sharper was. Darren Sharper, he's, he's like our friend. My friend. Yeah. He he was the uh, all-over-the-place rapist instead of the East Coast oh, rapist. Yeah. He's a football player. He could be. Yeah. Well, so while this guy was actually in the in the, in the the uh, act of rape, the uh, sirens and footsteps interrupted his rapes. After one victim uh, summoned help via hidden text messages and phone calls, she actually texted her mom, told her to call the police, because it's kind of hard to call the police when one of your friends getting raped. And uh, oh my god, I'm just saying. So this dude, he disappears into the darkness, and he left his weapon and uh, his DNA and the victims behind. Now the DNA was on a cigarette. And keep in mind, I'm calling this guy the East Coast rapist. I'm not aware of any murders that he committed, but I mean, this guy was a serial rapist, like I said. So can can I let you know that I thought you said he left his DNA in their behind? <laughs> <laughs> No, he left it on a cigarette butt. <laughs> so I'll have to go back and listen to this and see what I actually said. <laughs> I think you I think you actually said he left his DNA behind. I think you said in their behind. Everybody's climbing in the windows raping. I mean who yeah, who does that shit? You know, everybody talks about, you know, you could get kidnapped or murdered while you're trick or treating. I had never heard about anybody getting raped. Jesus Christ. Kid I mean, walking around well, in SpongeBob's about to get raped. Like <laughs> SpongeBob. I don't know why, but SpongeBob seemed like the funniest character to get raped. 
thank God. <laughs> they were probably dressed like whores. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so in other words, you're saying they had it coming because you're, you've got that male white privilege or some shit. <laughs> yes, yes. But so let me get this straight. He, he kidnapped three of them, correct? Yes, yes. So then he raped one. And she went like to the corner, and then text uh, her her mom while he was raping another one. Yes, I'm not sure if that the one that texted her mom got raped or not. I just know that one of them was texting her mom as the others were getting raped, or why, as one why, was getting raped. Like I'm sorry, like speaking from me, if I, if I'm kidnapping and raping these guys, I'm like taking all their phones and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like no, that ain't happening. Hey, Vic, did I ask you what ethnicity they were, what he was? Yes, you did, actually. <laughs> so are you trying to draw logical conclusions for uh, a monkey man? <laughs> oh, God, you can't say monkey man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit, we're off the rails again. <laughs> Already, like it just started. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yes, I was trying to make the monkey man have oh sound logic. Well, <laughs> 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 obviously he's not the sharpest knife in the in the drawer. No, <laughs> no, no rats. He 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 don't have a rat. He's not the sharpest, sharpest food stamp in the work boot. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the sharpest stump pack on the bat. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, all right. God, you said food stamp in the work boot. <laughs> <laughs> More than three years after the attack, this guy, his name was Aaron Thomas. Uh, he appeared in Prince William County Circuit Court to take responsibility for the crimes. He actually entered guilty pleads uh, to two counts of rape and three counts of a, of abduction. And unlike his previous appearances in court, including a failed plea hearing two weeks before that, uh, he was alert, responding quickly and forcefully to Judge Mary Grace O'Brien's questions. This guy basically said, you know, I'd like to take responsibility for my problem and the pain I've caused. <laughs> you know, some of us, we have alcohol addictions, drug addictions, <laughs> cigarette addictions. Some of us just can't stop eating candy. <laughs> This guy just couldn't stop raping. <laughs> I mean, we all have our vices, man. I mean, this guy's DNA leaked into rapes in Fairfax and Prince George's counties, as well as in New Haven County or, or New Haven, Connecticut. I mean, he was raping all over the East Coast. He even had a peeping Tom incident in Cranston, Rhode Island. And, uh, they think there's cases for this guy everywhere, dude. It's fucking crazy. Like, he keeps getting convicted of more things. Like, if they, they can't figure out who the rapist is, they just say it's him. <laughs> Screw it. So, so where does this dude live? Uh, it's a good question. Um, let me see. There's actually like, a, I, I oh, there's a Wikipedia page on this guy. Uh, so let's see. Hey, he's been in a number of rapes in Maryland, Virginia, Connecticut, and Rhode Island since 1997. I kind of went over that already. Yeah. He tried to hang himself in 2011 in jail. Uh, uh, where the fuck is he from? I don't, I don't know. There's not a lot of info. It's more about what he's done, you know? So is he currently serving life? 
Oh yeah, on top of life, on top of life. Okay. Of life. I just want to, cause you know sometimes rapists don't they don't get what other people get. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this guy raped a black girl, age 34, black girl, age 25, black girl, age 27, black girl, age 18, black girl, age 16 and 18, black girl, age 19, black girl, age 18, white girl, age 35, white girl, age 41, two black girls, 18 and 19, black female, 29, black female, 46, black female, 17, white female, age 11 and 39. 11? Yeah, yeah. Mixed race. That must have been trick or Mm, that was nope. That was November twenty eighth, two thousand six. Mixed race, mixed race female, age twenty seven, black female, age thirty three, black females, age sixteen, well, their asses are too old to be trick or treating anyway. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think that means they should be getting raped. Jesus well, Christ! Well, probably not. But they were all—they were all black. Yeah. In a black in a black neighborhood. Yeah, I guess so. Where was it? Fairfax, Virginia? Uh, not Fairfax. It was um, Dale City, Virginia. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard about that place. You'll go there after dark. And the youngest victim called police. Rapist fled after attacking older victims. DNA obtained. And DNA was obtained at, at a bunch of the, the crime scenes. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. not all they have about him. I don't know where he's from, actually. But, yeah, the DNA was obtained because he left his jizz behind. Oh, Jesus. Like, maybe he never got off. You don't know. Well, that would suck. I know. This maybe that's like why he keeps doing it, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, his. His end game was always to try to get it off. He never did. So he had to keep yeah. going. Yeah, he needed them to, like, bark like a dog or something. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to hell. Why? I don't know. I don't think I I'll go to hell. For... I don't think I'll go to hell for that. I got some other things, I'm sure, though. Yeah, we're both going. All right. Let's talk about another one, okay? This time, let's let's pick on a white guy. Uh, oh, shit. That's racist. <laughs> yeah, we don't pick on white people. That's just wrong. White privilege, motherfuckers. So we're talking about the psycho killing spree. And I know Vic likes some some killing spree, so let's get into this. Yeah. Halloween 2010. You've got an Ohio teenager named Devin Griffin. He returned home from Sunday church services and began playing video games before realizing that the house was unusually quiet. So he went upstairs, and he found the corpses of his brother, Derek, mother, Susan, and Susan's new husband, William Lisk. Uh, the killer had bludgeoned Derek with a claw hammer, shot William five times with a twenty-two caliber pistol, and raped Susan before shooting her three times. Devin was so traumatized, he could only say it was like something out of a haunted house. The killer was found to be William Lisk's son from a previous marriage, William Lisk, Jr., who had a history of schizophrenia and violence. And Lisk was picked up at a halfway house, pleaded guilty to all three murders. The murder came just a day after Lisk and William went hunting and had a few year, few beers with friends. That's fucked up. Um, he says, I love my dad very much, and it makes me sick to, every time I think about what I did, Lisk, 25, said in court. 
I can't really explain why this all had to happen, but I think most of it all had to do with my mental illness. Lisk committed suicide in prison in 2015. That's just a sad waste. That's a sad fucking waste of a story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. Well, I said they were bad. Yeah. Now, Vic, here's one that's um, actually uh, pretty well known in the press. You may have never heard of it, and to be honest with you, until I started doing my Halloween research, I hadn't either, but this is actually the the murder of Martha Moxley, and this is one that you can find lots of stories about going around, and there's reasons for that, and I'll get into that shortly. Um, The night before Halloween 1975, which means Halloween the movie had not come out yet. Let's just throw that out there, right? Yeah, yeah. 15-year-old Martha Moxley left her house in Connecticut. Boy, I tell you what, Connecticut's a fucked up place, isn't it? Isn't that where Hernandez came from? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, she had left her uh, house to attend a Halloween party at the Skakel House uh, across the street. I'm not mispronouncing that either. I think it is Skakel. And according to friends, Moxley began flirting with and eventually kissed Thomas Skakel, the brother of the suspected killer. Moxley was last seen falling together behind the fence with Thomas Skakel near the pool in the Skakel backyard at around 9.30 p.m. The next day, Moxley's body was found beneath a tree in her family's backyard. Her trousers and underwear were were pulled down, but she had not been sexually assaulted. Um, which, again, waste of a murder, right? I mean, if you're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. talked about that in the past. Why Why do one and not the other? Yep. I mean, what, do you have a moral code at that point? Yeah, like, one time we talk about you see. Well, pieces of a broken six-iron golf club were found near the body. An autopsy indicated she had been both bludgeoned and stabbed with the club, which was traced back to the bl- Skakel home. Dude. How are you going to kill somebody with a golf club? That sounds painful. And not only did they beat her to death with it, they stabbed her with the pieces. Yeah, the stabbing sounds horrible. It's a fucking violent tribe. You know, I mean, I, I got to think it's pretty hard to break a golf club over a body. It is. I've tried. <laughs> God damn it. So, don't, don't worry about it. Check this out, Vic. 25 years went by until Michael Skakel who was also 15 at the time, was arrested, charged, and convicted of her murder. The case drew worldwide attention since Skakel was nephew... nephew, What the fuck did I just say? Nephew... Nephew of Ethel Skakel Kennedy, the widow of Senator Robert F. Kennedy. Because of his family's wealth, he had lived life in and out of rehab for alcohol, trying out for the Winter Olympics, and flunking out of multiple schools. Skakel's alibi seemed bizarre, that he had been masturbating under that tree earlier the same night, accounting for DNA found on the body, but he had no connection to the crime. He had a letter written on his behalf by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and after numerous appeals was given a new trial in 2012 due to prosecutor misconduct and a poor defense. He's currently out on bail, waiting for a new trial to start. That's fucked, Vic. Let me get this straight and try not to offend too many people. You will. So he was jacking off under this tree onto her body, and that's how he found his DNA? Um, That's what he says. <laughs> I mean, like, he, he, like he, he ejaculated onto her dead body. 
That's what it sounds like. I mean, that's what I got. I mean, right. if he didn't sexually assault her, I guess he had to do something to get it off. That's what Bundy used to do. So she was already dead whenever he started masturbating. I mean, it's hard to say. I guess I would have to hear the new trial, right? Man, how old is this fellow now? Well, he was 15 then in 1975, so he'd be 57 now? And he's still, like, he's still out there free and shit. Yeah, uh, let's see. And this is the last updated as of, I don't know, like a year ago? So I don't know. He might be under, he might be arrested now. Let's check into that real quick. Did it, did it, did it, did it. <laughs> I like uh, I like the sound effects. Yeah, thank you. Let's look up Michael Skakel. He sounds like a scumbag, doesn't he? Yeah, also, I, I do want to point out, too, that this guy actually had been bragging to people that he could get away with murder because he's a Kennedy. That's it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. It, I didn't know Robert was dead. Is Robert Kennedy dead? Uh, Robert Kennedy is, but not Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, All right, so check this out, okay? In July of 2016, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. released a book entitled Framed, Why Michael Skakel Spent Over a Decade in Prison for a Murder He Didn't Commit. In December of 2016, Connecticut Supreme Court reinstated Skakel's murder conviction with a 4-3 majority decision. Um... Fucked up here. Now listen to this. Just a month ago, okay, Vic, you ready for some news on this? In, yeah. in September of 2017, the rights to Kennedy's book were optioned by FX Productions to develop a multi-part television series. So mm. I guess we can look forward to this. That's cool. I want to see it. Me too. I want to see what he was jacking off for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope she was hot at least. Uh... Yeah, she wasn't bad. She was like 15, though, so it's hard to say. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's crazy, man. Yeah, the murder of Martha Moxley is fucked up. Like, I, I feel like I've heard her name before. Yeah, it, that's only because you've heard of John Moxley. Oh, is that what it is? I, I think so. I don't think she related to him, though, because that's a fake maybe, maybe that was his. Maybe that was his mom. Uh, maybe. That'd be fucked up. Yeah. At 15? Well, he, oh, yeah. his mom was a druggie and shit. See? Yep. It, it happened. All right, let's do it. So, God damn it, dogs. <laughs> what? Who's next? John right. Moxley? Who did he kill? This is something different. This is the mysterious drowning. Vic, and you know how much you love drowning. All right. Oh, God, I hate it. Here we go, man. Well, let's go up to Minnesota. Chris Jenkins, who is a 21-year-old student at the University of Minnesota, he left a keg party with some friends and headed to the Lone Tree Bar and Grill in downtown Minneapolis to celebrate Halloween in 2002. The group arrived a little after 10.30 p.m., parked just south of the bar. An hour and a half later, two off-duty police officers working security for the bar ejected Chris and instructed staff not to allow him back inside. He was a fucking problem causer, apparently. Chris found himself on the street in 20-degree weather wearing only an American Indian costume. That's fucked up. That sucks. That's horrible. I don't know, I don't know why he's being racist being an Indian anyway, but whatever. Was he a Redskin or a Cherokee? I don't know. His name was Chris Jenkins. That doesn't sound like it's any kind of ethnicity. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know nothing. He he didn't have his coat, wallet, cell phone, or the keys to his car in his apartment. No That's one close. is sure. No one's sure exactly what happened to Chris after that. Four months later, and this is Halloween 2002, four months later, his body was discovered in the Mississippi River, still wearing his Halloween costume. Damn. And since Chris was intoxicated that night and his cause of death appeared to be drowning, authorities initially believed his death was either an accident or suicide. I don't know who fucking kills himself by drowning. Unless you jump off like the Golden Gate Bridge, that's different. <laughs> that happens all the time, too. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, who would drown himself on purpose? <laughs> exactly. That's a shitty way to die. Um, well, his parents didn't believe it, you know, and they pressed for a more thorough investigation. So finally, in 2006, the death was reclassified as a homicide. Police claimed that an incarcerated suspect told him he was present when Chris was murdered, then thrown off a bridge into the river. While the story is credible, there's never been enough evidence to file charges. Kind of like Otis Toole and uh, who's the other one, Vic? Henry Lee Lucas, these fuckers that were commit, you know, saying that they committed all these crimes, but they really didn't. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Like they were taking uh, credit for the one that uh, old dude from our Dahmer show said Dahmer committed. The um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Adam, Adam, uh, yeah, the uh, America's Most Wanted Kid. Right. Why can I not think of his last name? Adam. <laughs> fuck. Well, okay. Anyway, I'll look it up. There's a possible theory out there, Vic, um, that Chris Jenkins could have been a victim in the mysterious and unsolved Smiley Face murders. Have you ever heard of this? I haven't. I thought you'd like this because you made me watch that shitty movie Smiley or whatever it was. That movie was terrible. That was such a good movie. Quit lying. We wanted it to be good and it was awful. And you tried to make excuses just like you did Lord of Salem. That never happened. It was good. No. It's like a two and a half out of four maybe. Maybe a two. That is way too high. Like one. So No, uh, that one is like uh, uh, fucking what's that movie? Lords of Salem? No, no, that's like a zero. Thank you. Um, what? No, fucking. Oh my god. No, the the Netflix movie that I picked out that's like Antisocial. Hated yeah, that one. Whatever you loved it. You and Brittany Wonder tried to. No, I hated it. Adam Walsh. There you go. There you go. John Walsh. All right. Yeah. So here's the story of the smiley face murders. These bizarre killings involved approximately 40 male college students in the United States who all died of drowning. Uh, In some of these cases, unexplained smiley face graffiti was found near the body of the water where the victims turned up. And while no smiley face graffiti was ever found in connection to Chris Jenkins' death, the scenario does have a number of similarities to these killings, and to this day it remains unsolved. It's kind of fucked up, man. People drowning these college kids? That's fucked. Uh, who does that? Like, what's wrong with these people? It's a real shithead move. That sounds like something you would do. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all the way. All right. So uh, this one, Vic, this is one, we're going to go back to the 20th century instead of the 21st century. This is the premeditated hit and run. Uh, Seven-year-old, seven-year-old, not 70-year-old 
Las Vegas boy Tony Bagley went trick-or-treating in a skeleton costume on Halloween night in 1994 with his sister, aunt, and mother. Now, walking ahead of his family, he approached the street corner at approximately 6.15 p.m. when a man wearing a hooded sweatshirt ran into the road and opened fire on the Bagley family. Tony, a second grader at Fitzgerald Elementary School, was shot in the head. How are you going to shoot a fucking seven-year-old? That's fucked. His 10-year-old sister... Chanel Bagley, his mother, Lachelle Cooper, and an aunt who asked to remain unnamed were also sprayed with the gunfire. Chanel required surgery to remove part of her liver. That's fucked. You should only have your liver removed for alcoholism. While the aunt, who was shot in the leg, and mother, who was struck in the chest, were treated and released. Tony was placed on life support and later died. The killer jumped into a waiting car and drove away, never to be caught. Police speculated that the shooting was revenge against Tony's father for a drug deal gone wrong, but that's never been proven either. That's fucked, man. It's pretty fucked up. Absolutely. All right, man. The egg throwers. That's my next story. Uh, Bronx resident Carl Jackson was a 21-year-old data entry clerk at Morgan Stanley. On Halloween night, 1998, Jackson went with his girlfriend to pick up her young son from a party. While there, some teenagers threw eggs at their car. Jackson wasn't putting up with that bullshit. Jackson got out of his car, exchanged words with the pranksters, and got back in the car. Then one of the teens pulled a gun and shot Jackson through the head, killing him instantly. Police arrested 17-year-old Curtis Sterling for the murder. And New York cracked down on egg-throwing pranks, which have surprisingly high links to violent crimes in New York City. Every October, Sterling receives a Halloween card in the mail. The cards read, I'm glad you're still there. They're from Carl Jackson's mother. That's fucking great. Wow. All right, so do you want to see if uh, Curtis Sterling, do you want to guess on his race? Black. (laughs) Let's find out, shall we? Uh, I believe, I believe you might be right. Let's see. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Egg, murder, let's see. Howling, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Boy, I tell you what, that's fucked up. First one that comes up is the East Coast Rapist. (laughs) That's what's known. That is bizarre. Uh... Uh, I, I'm pretty Curtis sure. Curtis Jackson is 50 Cent's real name. Huh? Curtis Jackson is 50 Cent's real, real name. Yeah, but this is Curtis Sterling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you Jackson from? I have no idea. Was there a Jackson in the, in the last story? Uh, no, there was a Jackson in this one. It was a victim. Oh, okay, okay. Carl okay. Jackson. Oh, Carl, yeah. Well, Curtis Jackson still 50 Cent. I can't figure out if this guy's white or black. I'm just going to guess black. He has to be black. We <laughs> wouldn't be talking about him if he was white. <laughs> uh, yeah, he wouldn't even get caught. <laughs> All right, man. So let's go back to the 21st century and some more. Uh... Oh, well, I, that, that was the East Coast Rapist. I already read that one. The Trick or Treat Murder. This oh. is a fucked up one, I think. Um, so opening your house to strangers, you know, on trick or, uh, on Halloween, is already nerve-wracking enough with, without stories like this, but here we go. So Los Angeles hairstylist Peter Fabiano 
was shot dead on Halloween night, 1957. That's taking us way back. That's when Halloween was a little bit more about tricks than treats. You know what I'm saying? In the 50s, it was different. It really was. Like, I think there was more of that bullshit going on. Yeah, probably. Well, it happened when he opened his door for what he thought was a trick-or-treater. And, you know, it was a little after the time that somebody would trick-or-treat. But it was actually a grown-up in a costume. And the adult shot Fabiano in the chest with a uh, 22-millimeter gun in a brown paper bag before fleeing the scene. Well, you know, they didn't have any suspects at first, but they asked uh, the wife if anybody would have motive to kill this guy. Well, several weeks later, Golden Pizer and Joan Rabel were arrested in what turned out to be a deftly plotted crime of passion. Pizer was friends, or possibly in a relationship, with Rabel, and Rabel was also apparently in love with Fabiano's wife, Betty. The two women, yes, women, this was a lesbian thing. See, you can't trust them. I told you, Vic. They don't make any sense. They conspired to... uh, to get Peter out of the equation, planning the murder for months in advance. They played out each variation in the script again and again until every detail was polished and perfect. They thought of everything. One was the brains behind the killing, and the other was with the willing, gullible stooge. Neither could have done it alone, but the odd chemistry formed a murderous bond between the two women. The first step took more than a month as Joan laid the groundwork for the killing, continually telling Goldine that the victim deserved to die. She painted him as a vile, even evil man who wanted to destroy all people around him. Golding said, although I'd never seen him, I built up an intense hatred for him. Next, they had to choose a method. They decided they couldn't use poison or a knife. They needed a gun. Carefully, they refer- rehearsed the final details as they waited for Peter to turn out the lights. Golding was wearing the costume Joan had selected for her, blue jeans, a khaki jacket, red gloves, and makeup. She had the gun in a paper bag as if she was trick-or-treating. Just two weeks later, both women were caught. The arrest kicked off a firestorm of lurid coverage as lesbians were seen as abnormal monsters with murderous urges. Uh, the two pleaded guilty to murder and served long prison terms. How do you know? I mean, like, how is that just not, de- you know, how is that not just death penalty, Dick? Uh, I'm pretty sure it should be. You can't just plot somebody's murder and then get away, you know. Fuck that. You should be dead. Yeah. Let them fry. Yep. Um, let's see here. I want to talk a little bit about Ted Bundy. What do you think, Vic? Oh, you know, you know how I feel about Ted Bundy. I know. I know. I know. So we've done three shows on Ted Bundy, and it seems like we just can't get away from Mr. Bundy, right? Yeah, you know why? Because he's the goat. Is he the goat? He might be. Yeah, he's the goat. He's got the stab sending style. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. what can I say? He might be right there. He, he was a ladies' man, too. <laughs> he was the lady killer. Yeah. Uh, hang on. I'll get I'll get you the story in just a second. I'm trying to remember the fucking story. I got to look up the the actual story uh, for Bundy here. I didn't have it all in front of me like I wished I had. Uh, partially because I'm drunk. Secondly, because I'm lazy. There's some other reasons too. I'm sure. Um, the the person that uh, Ted Bundy actually killed on Halloween was Laura Amy, and I know uh, Kevin M. Sullivan had talked about Laura Amy, and uh, so. 
to get into Laura Amy, you know, she was at a Halloween party, I believe it was, on uh, October, you know, 31st, 1974. Uh, And apparently he abducted her, killed her, did his usual thing. But not only did he kill her, he was like, he washed her hair and put makeup on her, and he was having conversations with her. She, yeah, she disappeared on her way home from a Halloween party. Like I said, 1974. Um, actually, it might have been the day before Halloween. So it was a, it was a Halloween party the day before Halloween. Um, you know, like I said, she was one of over 30 victims murdered by Bundy who were found murdered. Anyway, she had uh, disappeared on her way home from the Halloween party. Her body was found a month later in American Fork Canyon, Utah. Bundy confessed to his murder, her murder shortly before his execution. So it took a while for Bundy to confess to this one. But uh, Laura Amy, coming home from a Halloween party, she had that middle part, Vic, you know, that we always talk about with Bundy. Yeah. And she she died, you know, just like so many others. Bundy was the man. You fuck with him, you know, you got got. You got got. You got got. If you're going to help him out, you know, what can I say? She's going to take him up, though. Yeah. That's all you wanted, probably. All right, Vic, here it goes. Halloween, 1979. Here's the other killer that kind of relates to, well, serial killers. Halloween night, 1979, a year after Halloween was released. 16-year-old Shirley Lynette Ledford. You may have heard that name before on this very show if you've heard our Toolbox Murders episode or toolbox killers toolbox killers uh she made a fatal mistake she actually trusted two men who offered her a ride we should know who they are it's a uh, uh norris and bideker you know 48 hours later a joggy jogger found her naked remains on a random front lawn in sunland california posed with her legs apart her mutilated corpse lay in an ivy patch um in, in case you don't know and I'm sure you know, no one could have imagined the horror she endured. If you guys are squeamish, this is the part where you want to turn it off. Uh, You know, this is, again, about Roy Norris, who's 29, and 36-year-old Lawrence Bittaker, although I think they were 31 and 38 by then. Um, Like I said, as people know, they picked up, like, more than 20 hitchhikers, you know, basically put their plan together. You guys can listen to all of it. Um, you know, back on our uh, toolbox killer show. I mean, but these two. I mean, was William did, Harder. Yep, was William Harder. They did some despicable things. Um, like Kevin M. Sullivan said on our show, the prosecutor or the, the defense attorney who was uh, the type, or maybe it was the prosecutor, whoever it was, was anti-death penalty. And once he heard what happened to them, he started, or what they did, they started crying. Both of these guys are still alive, by the way, in case you didn't know. They are. Now you know. A, a, a couple of losers. Did he call them losers too? Yeah. They were, though. Bittaker, you wouldn't think would be a loser, though. Dude was too smart to be a loser. Yeah, but I mean, he's been in any jail since he's like 14. That's very true. That's very true. Oh. Indiana. And I, I've got another, uh, I've got another one. Can, that's a little off the beaten path, but it's a Halloween thing. Um, this is actually about, uh, if I can find it, fucking, 
it was an explosion at the Indiana. I can't remember the name of it. I Are you in there doing work? No. Okay. No, I'm not. That's not what's distracting me. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm trying to find it. Um, it, it was. It was long. Okay, here it is. 1963 Coliseum explosion, Vic. At the Fairgrounds Coliseum on Halloween night, 1963, um, more than 4,000 spectators were packed into the building for a holiday on ice performance. Which why why can't you wait till after Halloween? Anyway, <laughs> when during the finale there was a massive explosion, a leak in a valve supp- uh, supplying propane to the popcorn warmer was responsible for a blast that sent bodies flying 60 feet killing 74 and injuring more than 400 people. This was on Halloween, Vic, in Indiana. And uh, although, more than the usual, yeah, although more than the usual number of police officers did happen to be on duty, you know, they expected vandalism uh, along with other Halloween pranks. Um, basically, they failed. They did a shit job in this whole thing. They had to set up a makeshift morgue at the Coliseum. Bodies of the victims laid out across the ice and covered in blankets. Um, it was a fucked up situation. Like I said, you know, when you've got 74 injured or, or 400 injured and 74 dead, it was a, a tragedy. I mean, it was a horrific crime. Again, well, it wasn't even a crime, really. It was just an accident that happened Halloween that long ago. You know what I mean? So 1963, Halloween. I'd never even heard of that. Had you ever heard of that? Nope. That's a lot of people to lose their lives. What part of Indiana was it? Well, let's see. Where is the Indiana Coliseum? It's the fairgrounds. Is it the Indianapolis? Yeah, it's uh, where... Where they had a state fair? It's where Conseco Fieldhouse is. Okay, yeah. All right, cool. That's fucked up. We've been there. Yeah. I've been there a lot. Yep. All right, let's do another one. Let's talk about a satanic cult. Oh, I like satanic cults. All right, let's go to Halloween, 1981, in the early hours. Oh, I was alive, yeah. I was not yet alive. I was on my way to being alive. (laughs) (laughs) Manhattan couple Ronald Sisman and Elizabeth Platzman were murdered in their Chelsea apartment. Uh, the young couple were severely beaten before being shot in the head, execution style, with the apartment completely ransacked. The police initially believed that Mr. Sisman had, uh, may have known his murderer since there was no sign of forcible entry to the apartment and that drug money may have been the motive. But then the case took a turn for the bizarre. A prison informant claimed that one of his fellow inmates had predicted the crime weeks before it actually happened. The inmate turned out to be the son of Sam Killer, David Berkowitz. Oh. Again, you guys can go back and listen to our Berkowitz episode from the summer, you know, Summer of Sam. It was excellent. It's on Spreaker. Uh, Berkowitz had long been rumored to be involved with with a satanic cult that helped him with some of the murders. According to the informant, Berkowitz had told him that his cult was planning to enter a residence near Greenwich Village Chelsea would qualify for that, on Halloween to carry out a ritual murder. When questioned, Berkowitz claimed that Sisman had video footage of one of the Son of Sam shootings and was planning to hand it over to the authorities in exchange for dropping some drug charges, but not, uh, no evidence was ever found to support Berkowitz's claims. He did, however, provide an early accurate description of Sisman's apartment. The killings are still unsolved to this day. 
That's fucked up, isn't it? Yes, sir. So we've talked about Berkowitz, the toolbox killers, and Bundy. Interesting. Halloween's just a special time. What can I say? I love Halloween. I love everything about it. I love killing people. I love fucking razor blades and candy bars. Halloween on Military Street. Yeah. All right. Well, this next one's called The Wrong Halloween Party. And Yoshihiro Hattori, don't get started, Vic. You know how you are. What, what happened to Yoshihiro? He, he, he was a Japanese exchange student living in Baton Rouge as part of the American Field Service Program. On Halloween night, 1992, woohoo, I was alive, and so were you. Hattori and the young son of his host family went to a Halloween party for AFS students. Unfamiliar with the neighborhood where the party was, the boys rang the doorbell of the wrong house. When they got no answer, they started walking back to the car. The owner of the home, Rodney Pears, then opened the door armed with a forty four Magnum revolver. Um, Hattori turned around and said, we're here for the party, claiming he feared for his life and that the exchange student was crazy. Pears shot Hattori at point-blank range, hitting, range, hitting him in the chest and killing him. It's a little extreme, don't you think? Just a little bit. For somebody who rocked on, knocked on the wrong door. Pierce and his wife then went back into their house and waited 40 minutes. 40 minutes, fuck, for the police who questioned him and let him go. Only when both the governor of Louisiana and the Jap- Japanese consulate got involved was Pierce actually arrested, after which he was acquitted of manslaughter. He tried his best to adapt to life as an exchange student, recalls Yoshihiro's mother, Mieko. Sometimes I feel like he's still in America, his father, Masachi, Mark Wistley. Someday he'll come back home, I say to myself. That's a fucked up way to go. Hell yeah. Uh, Vic, I got one that I think you're going to like. I really do. You like the Bloods and the Crips, don't you? Hell yeah. Let's talk about the Bloods and the Crips, shall we? Yeah. All right. Well, uh... On Halloween night, 1993, a group of five Pasadena Bloods gang members drove out to the suburbs in open fire on trick-or-treating teenagers returning from a party, killing three and wounding three others. The gang members were soon arrested, and police determined they had fired at the wrong people. You fucking dumbasses. (laughs) Randomly shooting a group of kids rather than their intended targets. Members of the Crips game. Three Bloods were found guilty of the shootings. By the way, those Bloods still in jail to this day. Uh, and when they were convicted, they threw up gang signs and basically told everybody to fuck themselves. Yep, sounds about right. What was that? Ninety-three. Yeah, that was that. That was after the truce too. The truce was in nine deuce. Should have killed them. They should have yeah. been put to death. Well, they should have killed each other. It didn't want to be an issue. That's true. That's where Chicago's got right, isn't it? Yep, yep. They just let them kill each other. All right, my friend. Next story. Trick or treat. Give me your money. Fort Dodge, Iowa resident Marvin Brandland and his wife were handing out candy to trick-or-treaters in 1982. That's the year of my birth. When a man wearing a mask came to their door, he said, trick or treat. Motherfucker. No, I didn't say that part. He better. Give me your money or I'll shoot. The Brandlins thought it was a Halloween prank and tried to remove the man's mask. 
Instead, he barged into the house and pulled out a gun, demanding that the couple give him the money they had stashed in their basement safe. Marvin made a grab for the uh, masked man's gun, and the rubber shot Marvin. The robber, rubber, shot Marvin in the throat. He then ran away, but left the mask behind. In the years that followed, Marvin's wife died, and the mask was test for, tested for DNA evidence. As virtually nobody knew about the safe, suspicion fell on Brainland family, and a family member did brag about committing the robbery. But there's been never been enough evidence to charge him. Hmm. Got some mysteries out there for Halloween, don't we? Yeah. Well, our next story is a Halloween mystery. Uh, Penn State grad student, and you know it's Penn State, so it's automatically fucked up. Penn State grad student Cindy Song disappeared after leaving a Halloween party on Halloween night 2001. It was a Wednesday, and Cindy and two of her girlfriends, Stacy Paik and Lisa Kim, showed up at their favorite bar dressed in costumes. According to Lisa, Cindy wore a rabbit outfit. She had bunny ears and a tail that she had bought. It was a very cute outfit. It wasn't like a sexy outfit. It was a very cute outfit. That was her thing. She was very cute. She liked to look cute. That's what Cindy or that's what Lisa said. The, gir- the girls partied until 2 a.m. Afterwards, they stopped at their friends to play video games for a few hours and arrived home at 4 a.m. Stacy dropped Cindy off at her apartment, waved goodbye, and drove off. She never saw Cindy in her apartment and has not seen her since. Unfortunately, neither has anyone else. Brian Sprinkle was a detective for the Ferguson Township Police Department at the time of Cindy's disappearance. It seems like she just vanished into thin air, he said. No trace of her has ever been found, and the case has taken a number of bizarre twists. And for a while, the investigation focused on a man named Hugo Marcus Solinsky. Solinsky had been arrested after five corpses were found in his backyard. Sounds like uh, Principal Wilkins, Vic, from Trick or Treat. A a police informant linked Solinsky and another man to Cindy, claiming the duo had kidnapped, raped, and murdered her. To make things even weirder, the other man named in the kidnapping was found dead in Solinsky's backyard. More bodies have been found there, but none have been proven to be Cindy, and the case remains open. These Halloween mysteries, man, they're fucked up. Hell yeah, this is crazy. Can can't let somebody have a, a decent Halloween, you know what I mean? Yes, uh. All right. Uh, let's see here. Here's one, Vic. Uh, have you ever heard the crash of Egypt Air 990? Do what? The crash of Egypt Air 990. Nope. Well... On October 31st, 1999, uh, a co-pilot of a plane that was flying, I believe, from California to Egypt, um, actually, the the co-pilot had been told that due to sexual harassment and a bunch of other things, this was going to be his last flight. Well, this motherfucker, apparently, he... uh, he waited for the captain to leave the, uh, you know, the uh, cockpit, and then he ordered somebody else out of the room, and then he he took control of the uh, flight controls and he started nose he he tried to crash the plane, Vic, but, yeah. because he was getting fired from his job there as a pilot, and uh, the the pilot the other pilot gets in at the last second and gets it to pull up, but the plane couldn't handle the stress of it, and and uh, let's see here. 203 passengers from seven countries were killed 
Mm-hmm. All because this guy had a vendetta. October 31st, 1999. Apparently we had shit relations with, with the uh, Egypt back then, and this didn't help. Because they mm-hmm. tried to say that, that, you know, that it wasn't his fault, which is I bullshit. I wasn't even out of high school yet. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you guys ever want more info about it, there's there's dramatizations and shit out there. Egypt Air Flight nine, or 990. It's, I, I swear this sounds like some fucking Final Destination shit. Somebody wrecking a plane on Halloween on purpose? It's <laughs> crazy. All right, and for my last story, as I've given about an hour of stories at this point, I feel like uh, one more. We got to do it, Vic. We got to do the real candy, man. This is something that we've talked about for a long time, and I don't think it could carry a show because it's kind of cut and dry, but you never know. Um, Poison pixie sticks. Uh, Ronald O'Brien, Ronald Clark O'Brien, was a a father of a couple children, and he was deeply in debt, like over $100,000 in debt. And rather than go bankrupt like a normal person would do or do other things, uh, this guy took out large life insurance policies on his kids. And, uh, yeah, Ronald O'Brien gave his 8-year-old son, Timothy, one last piece of candy before trick-or-treating ended for the night. And it was pixie sticks. Almost immediately after eating the pixie sticks, which, by the way, Ronald also handed out to four other kids, Timothy O'Brien, he started convulsing and died less than an hour later. The fucked up thing is Timothy had told him that it tasted bitter, and he gave him Kool-Aid to wash it down. <laughs> so, like, he, damn, he, he knew damn well there was something not right with this. Well, the death sent the uh, O'Brien small Texas town into a panic. And, you know, this is where all the fucking razor blades and candy bars and uh, all that bullshit comes from. You know, Vic, the, the whole idea of... Poisoning candy comes from this asshole. Yep. Yep. You know, uh, like I said, Timothy ate pixie sticks that were laced with cyanide. And this was in the early stages of cyanide. People hadn't really heard of cyanide like that back then. That's crazy. And at first, and this is, I don't know, something about this. At first, people thought it was a stranger who had poisoned Timothy. But when Ronald's story kept changing, uh... Like, he told them that they got it from this one house, and he never said saw who did it, and all this bullshit. And basically, at the end of the day, you find out that, you know, it was definitely him that gave out the pixie sticks. Uh, police began investigating him. They found that he was over $100,000 in debt, like I said earlier. Uh, he'd taken out massive life insurance policies on his children. Police discovered that O'Brien had also given poison candy to his daughter and three other children in an attempt to cover up his crime. But none of his other children had eaten them. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. As we know, Ronald O'Brien, who was later nicknamed the Candyman and the man who killed Halloween, was found guilty of murder, sentenced to death, and executed, as well he should be, in 1984. Thank you, Texas. You got it right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? This motherfucker never confessed to it either. I mean, what a piece of shit move. You poison your own kids and then try to blame it on some fucking trick-or-treat bullshit? What a scumbag. I mean, like, of all the people we talked about, they're all scum, but this guy's a special type of scum. Yeah, for sure. Like, what kind of horrible human being are you, bro? You kill your own fucking kids with fucking poison pixie sticks. And from what I understand, cyanide poisoning's a... uh, um, 
painful death, you know. So what a piece of shit. And he is, I assume, in hell or wherever it is that he belongs. But, you know, the funny thing is, I think he was almost executed on Halloween, but uh, the governor at the time granted a stay and tried to say that he should just be in life for prison, and they had a committee down there said, nah, fuck you. <laughs> and they killed him anyway. Why would they do anything but kill him? Well, I can say that about Bidker, Norris, and all a bunch of these other bums. They should all fucking be dead. You commit crimes yeah. like that, you have no reason on this earth anymore. And it's not a religious thing for me, because I don't give half a fuck. But Yep, for sure. For sure. Everybody but Ted Bundy, he should be alive. <laughs> Vic, let me ask you a question. Did you ever get anything in your candy as a kid? Like, you know, something that shouldn't have been there? Oh, man. I always thought my mom did it, like, had to search it just like so you could eat all my candy. When I was a kid, I had glass in my Smarties. I didn't eat Smarties for a long time because of it. That sucks. Maybe your dad did it there. I doubt it. I don't think it would have killed me. It wasn't that type. It was more the type that would just hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Glass isn't going to kill you. I don't, man, I'll say, I don't remember anything ever being found. I remember my mom searching through my candy every tub, but I don't remember her finding anything. Did you ever have the old man that gave you quarters or anything like that? No, I had an old man give us pennies. I think we had, like, nickels. I can't remember, like, there was this guy in the village, and he was just a grumpy old fuck, so he just gave a shit like that. Yeah, we, we had a grumpy old man in the project. He gave everybody a bag of pennies. Not even rolled up, just a bag of pennies. Keep talking to me. I'm heading upstairs to take the dogs out. Okay. Yeah, he was a bag of pennies and blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know what else I had here on Halloween? Those stupid What's orange that? and brown black candy peanut butter things. That's like my wife's favorite candy. I don't understand it, man. Like, there's this chick at work that loves them. I don't get it because they're horrible. I'll be honest with you. I don't even think I ever bothered to eat it. Like... I, uh, Corey likes them actually. Like I, I yeah, don't know why like, I can, black, I can eat them with meat. Well, yeah, he don't because it's poor people candy. Is that what it is? Because it is the cheapest candy you could buy. I think I don't even yeah. see it anymore. The Dollar General sells them. They're like a hundred a bag for a dollar. Aren't they like peanut butter? Yeah, they're, they're peanut butter. Like I mean, yeah, they're just like peanut butter, like balls or whatever. I'd be pissed off about that in Tootsie Rolls. Look, I, I don't hate Tootsie Rolls or anything, but who yeah, the fuck stupid. wants a Tootsie Roll? Yes, yes, that's stupid. Give me a candy bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, give what a shithead thing to give me. Something. I don't want a goddamn like, Tootsie Roll. Yes. I don't care Tootsie Rolls are the shitty ones. candy. They're not bad. They like are. Said, they're just not, they're not very good. Yeah, they, they piss me off. So I hear you. Like, I, mean, I eat Tootsie Rolls, but it's stupid. As I understand yeah, it, you hate dots. Is that true? Do what? You hate dots? Yeah, I mean, they're they're not good. I love dots. I guess you you saw me talk about uh, Post-Edo Blake's dog thing. <laughs> yeah, I like dots. I think they're good. Like, I mean, I, I don't, like, hate them per se, but I, I don't eat them. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think they're. I just don't think they're very good. Just like Mike and Mike, I don't like those. I like those too. But Vic, I told you, I like everything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that shit. I'm good with that. No, I remember mm. whenever I was a kid, milk duds were a big thing we'd always fucking get at Halloween, you know? Not that yeah, I love yeah, them. Because they were pain in the I, ass. I, don't like, I could I don't feel my teeth coming I mean, they're out. okay, but... Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I could feel my teeth coming out every time I ate milk duds. Jesus Christ, yeah, they're hard like, to eat. Yeah, like, I, I don't care. I mean, they're okay. Like I said, they're okay, but I don't really care for the more Whoppers. You know, it's funny you bring I, up Whoppers. I, I, I was getting well, It's funny you bring up Whoppers, because I love Whoppers, but I can't eat them anymore. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, they're, they're malt, aren't they? Yep, they're malt. That's right. I can't have them anymore. Same yeah. reason I can't well, have, like, Frosted Flakes, because they have malt. Yep. Yeah. That sucks. Zero, get your retarded ass in here. That <laughs> sucks, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, you so, should be used to it by now, I guess. I guess that's the, this is the segment of the program where I'll ask you the question. What have you been watching, buddy? Uh, I know you watched a little bit. The one we got to talk I, about. I watched uh, uh, Boo 2 from a deer, and it was actually pretty damn funny. It was way better than <laughs> I thought it would be because I had no expectations for it. But Movie yeah. Pass told me to go watch it, so I did. Um, and well, I mean, I guess the big one is, uh, we watched Jigsaw. Yeah, we did. We did. We saw it opening night, 9.30 p.m. on Thursday, and it wasn't that busy, which made me sad. Um, apparently Jigsaw came in first, but it was like a disappointing first, from what I understand, the box office. Previews are a little strange when you look at them, and they ended up being the, what you feared, Vic, because you were worried about not having enough gore. Uh, I would say check. You were right about that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think the gore was the weakest of the series. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. I mean, most of the gore was post-mortem. Like, it was usually a dead body type thing. Yeah. yeah. And I don't give a shit. While it looks cool, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't do anything to make me cringe. There wasn't much in this that made me cringe at all. Um, also, and while I was watching the movie, I, and this is the negatives that I'm getting into. When I was watching the movie, it felt like I was not watching a Saul movie because it was too clean. The Saul movies always had like a fog or a dinginess to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one did not. And I looked it up later on, and apparently the trivia says that uh, it was shot with a different type of camera. So that explains a lot that, you know, this movie just, uh, it was a, it was a Saw movie for a different generation, but it never felt like torture porn to me at all. Yeah, man. It's like, I don't even know what to compare it to, but it's like, whenever I say uh, the new Leatherface movie, what, the Texas Chainsaw movie, or people say Halloween 3 isn't a Halloween movie, like, it, it falls in that category for me. Every other saw, you you knew it was part of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? If this didn't, didn't have uh, Jigsaw in it or what name Jigsaw, like you wouldn't really even think that it was a Saw movie. You know what I'm saying? That's that doctor to you? Yeah, it does. Uh, and the previews, people said, you know, it's their own fault with the previews. They made it look like a hillbilly slasher or something. It did not look like a Saul movie. Not really. The only thing that made you think it was Saul was the puppet. You know, yeah. And the fact exactly. that you hear Jigsaw's voice. 
I mean, if it didn't have the puppet in it, then like it's not a Saw movie. Like it, they they were low on the gore. There was no torture porn. But I mean, with all that being said, I liked it. I think you liked it. We we want to. I want to go see it again. I know you want to go see it again because I want to like watch it without the expectations that I had the first time. Does that make sense? Yeah, we just have to completely change it from, you know, like when I talk about Halloween, uh, you know, the remake, that's not Michael Myers, but it's a hell of a slasher. I even said that about Jason Goes to Hell. If you can take it out of the Friday the 13th series, it's a pretty good slasher. It's just that's not Jason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep, yep, no doubt. You know, this thing goes off the beaten path from the series altogether. This is the first uh, entry that has two directors. It's the first film in the series, and this is a big disappointment, too. Since the first one that does not feature an opening death trap, I know you and I were both expecting something good at the start, and we got nothing. Yeah, I was pretty bad. (laughs) For real. Like, I was so let down with the beginning of the movie. I even told you going into it that all I really wanted was a great opening scene. We didn't get that at all. Um, No, I, I I was pretty upset. We got a bullshit mystery to start things. And this is the first sequel in the Saw series not to feature footage from the f- previous films. Yeah, yeah. And again, it just did not... It felt like a remake in a way. It, it was kind of like a, like a spinoff of Saw. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's why it was named Jigsaw, not Saw 8 or whatever. Because it, it was like a spinoff of the original series. Because it wasn't a Saw. It was a Jigsaw. It was a different thing. I feel like exactly. it was made for the millennials. <laughs> it was. It was soft for the millennials. For these pussies who couldn't handle it. Yeah, people get offended by the gores. Yeah. But with that being said, when there's a Saw 9, I'll go out and watch it. Yep. And look, and let me be fair, too, okay? Let's be fair about this. If it wasn't an entry into the Saw series, it would still be a fun movie. And it was a fun movie. It wasn't bad, not by any means, but it didn't live up to the Saw standards, right? Yeah, 100%, man. I mean... That's really the biggest problem it had going for it is that it had the predecessors. You know, I know the predecessors had their problems, but overall, you know, you had some expectations what the movie should bring you, and this one just didn't give you those things, and that's really what hurt this movie, I think, for the audiences, me included. Um, But again, there was a hot chick in there who should have gotten naked. She was hot. Good Lord. Um... (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about, check this out, Vic. Uh, it, it it now is at a 6.3 on IMDb. When it first came out, it had a 7, so it's dropped 0.7. But compare that to the Saw series, and 6.3 is higher than everything except for Saw 2 and the first one, which I I, continue, I assume it's going to drop some more. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it'll probably, I think it'll probably land about a 5.7, 5.8. So that would put that higher than the last one and right about where Saw 5 is and maybe Saw 4, somewhere around there. So, I don't know. Saw 3 is too high if you ask me, so I get it. That's all. It is, and uh, speaking of Saw 3, uh, I would like to say that uh, this movie is probably better than Saw 3. Not uh, as much gore. but Not as much better. gore, no, but the movie itself, I, I feel, is better than Saw 3. So, which means it is not the worst movie in the in the franchise. Um, but it's not better than any other one, I don't think. I mean, honestly, like when it's all said and done, I'd probably still give it a I'd give it a low three out of four. 
uh, a little bit better because I gave Sawthor a 2.5, so it's a little bit better than that. And, I mean, still, it's a solid entry to the franchise. It's just, like, there's just a lot of stuff that, you know, you look at it where it's, like, it's not a solid. And, but, like, I really enjoyed it, and I, I really want to watch it again and you know, see what else I can dig out of it. Well, I give it two and a half, just like Saw 3. I mean, it's better than Saw 3, so it's maybe a high two and a half. Um, it, and I do want to see it again. And it kind of feels like Scream 3. I know we compared Saw 3 to Scream 3, but it feels like Scream 3 and that it's completely away from the setting, uh, off the beaten path. you got a different... I, I don't know. Everything feels different about this, kind of like Scream 3 did to me. Saw 4... Re, I mean, Scream 4 recaptured that, so... Hopefully they can do that again with the Saw series. What I fear may happen is that they say, you know what, this just didn't, this isn't that um, profitable anymore. We're done. You know, that's yeah, what worries I mean, me. We're, we're going to hope this is the case. They made a little bit of money. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can make them, uh, 16, 17 mil. So we're going to hope that they, they're like, oh, well, let's do another one. Let's make a little bit more money. Fuck it, do it on a $5 million budget. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Use the gritty camera again. Might as well. Vic, I also watched The Babysitter on Netflix, and it was really good. Like, I, I think the people that you've probably heard from are hype, overhyping it just a little bit, but it's still really good. Um, I know you haven't seen this movie, or at least I don't think you have. You haven't seen Tucker Dale Battle, the, Tucker Dale versus Evil, have you? Tucker yeah. Dale Battle. <laughs> that, that's what it reminded me of. I dig it. I dig That's it. a good fucking movie, though. It is. It is. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it reminded me a lot of that, and it was really good. I just think for people to say it was the best horror movie, I don't know. I think you're pushing it a little bit, but... I mean, I don't know. Like, this is 2017. I mean, is it better than It? Gerald's Game? I don't know. It's right there with them, though. I'll give it that. I mean, I don't know. I don't got to see it, obviously, so I can't make the call, but... To be to be better than it, it's got to be pretty awesome movie. Up. So I don't know if it'll be better than it. But. That's tough. Yeah, it, and it's really good. You know, it it was uh, good stuff. I watched it for a second time. I was glad I did, uh, and I enjoyed it. I'm ready for a second one. I'm just too bad we got to wait a couple years now. Yeah, I'm not trying to wait since 2019. That's some bullshit. Yep, I agree. What about you, Zero? You agree? Mum, 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 mum. <laughs> you agree, you know? I lum, 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 lum. <laughs> it's, it's your language. I also watched the whole Halloween series. I watched Trick or Treat, Hocus Pocus, Nightmare Before Christmas 500 times. Uh, fuck. Uh, uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Uh, the Frighteners. Um... Anything I'm missing, Vic, that I've talked about, posted about? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Nothing I think of. I should have watched Insidious. That seems like a good Halloween movie to me. Yeah, but it sucks. Don't be stupid. <laughs> um, That's about all I can think of. I'm tired. It's been a long fucking day. Yeah, I, I worked all day. Yep. 
and then you had to come here and have me force alcohol upon you. <clears throat> so everybody yeah. should know we're going to take the week off next week. We'll probably have our Dahmer show play. So uh, it's nice that we got a little Dahmer Adam Walsh reference in for this show. Uh, we're going to take next week off and go watch what, Vic? Uh, oh, sure. Is that the Teddy Biasi movie? Mm-hmm. Price of Fame? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what it is. Teddy Biasi. I'm excited about that, bro. What'd it do, right? What it do is Paul Wall, the Canary Jerry or Canary Yellow Ice Man. Let me just say, my neighborhood was awesome for trick or treating this year. Again, people had it was fucking cold this year, which sucks um, because it was like forty three by the time we got done. Um, but everybody had like fires in their driveway and shit. It was amazing. Yeah, but it's pretty loud out here. Uh, I'll say that. A lot of motherfuckers. Hey, uh, Sean Scoville, you know, uh, fat, uh, not, I don't want to call him fat, but that's what he is. He's the hot tub guy. <laughs> you know what I'm about? He is fat. He, yeah, he dressed up as Kevin Owens. Oh, he's too fat to be Kevin Owens. He should be a master booger. That's very true. That's very true. If he listens to our podcast, he should. I doubt it. He should, though. I don't watch him in the hot tub, so. That'd be gay shit. I feel like Brian and Mel Cervantes, or whatever the hell the pronunciation is, should have like a a joint Facebook account. (laughs) I'm not friends with Mel. Are you not? Really? No. That's weird. She friend requested me. So did he. It's weird. I don't understand it. She's nice. I mean, I don't have a problem with her or anything. Yeah, I do. She looks old, doesn't she? Yeah, I've seen it. Then again, so she, he is—he is old, so I don't know. He's old to Mexican, eh? Is he—is he Mexican? He's Mexican. Maybe he took her name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he's got the millennial mindset. That's a millennial thing to do. A beta male thing to do. No, I don't know. There, I know this much: millennials are beta males. Well, is that like another one from Hank? Pretty much. Oh, okay. I told you what beta males are. I don't ever say it again. All right, I'll give you an example of a beta male. A guy like Nick Maniwa who lets somebody dress their kid up as a girl. That's a beta male. Come here. Come here. Oh, Lord, you're about to upset me, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I saw that. AJ Lee is Chun Lee is uh, good stuff, everybody. If you didn't know that, now you know. That's amazing. I'm going to get these dogs some water. They're upset. <laughs> they push their bowl. They've been raping me all night. Huh? They've been raping me all night. Maybe they're trying to get you to get them water. Uh, I gave them some I, I just sidekicked all of them. They ran away. You want to tell me about your experience out there while you were waiting for me to get home from trick-or-treating? No, man, it's a little crazy out there. It's too crazy, dude. I ain't never seen no neighborhood like that. Really? Except yeah, for I, I, I grew up either. I mean, I don't know, like, no, man. 
I mean, there's a bunch of kids where I grew up, whatever, but it seemed like a like a block a block wide party or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how it was too. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, I, I walked this block one time, trick or treat, but it was like rainy and cold. They tried to cancel Halloween that year. That was gay. I feel like when it I was, grew up, they, whenever I grew up, I, I feel like I lived in an old lady neighborhood or something. It was never like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it was weird because like, I grew up in you know, the projects and, like, it was full of kids, but everybody was out trying to trick or treat that nobody was at the house to give out candy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like, you what had to do with, like, old people or whatever to stay back, but I mean, most of the parents wanted to go out with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? There's some cool decorations for the most part around here. Most people decorate. Yeah. Um, and there's some good shit, like the, the giant inflatable clown I found. Yeah, that looked cool. Yeah, that's one of the best parts about trick-or-treating to me is to go see everybody's fucking decorations because there was some cool shit. I swear, the front of this one person's house reminded me of the scene in Trick or Treat after Sam kills the, uh, uh, the dumb bitch at the first part. Yeah. Their house out front looked that way. I knew they were thirsty. <laughs> we thirsty. So the Astros are up 1-0. They may win the World Series, Victor. It's bottom of the six. Hey, it's only one other. These motherfuckers been hitting home runs like they're all very buds and shit. Fucking pitching duel. Fucking juice that balls and things. Did you hear about that? No, I, I heard somebody's making jokes about it. No, like, everybody's claiming that they're, uh, like, juicing up the baseball. That's why there's so many home runs this year. You think so? Yeah, yeah, like, I've heard, like, all kinds of people talking about it. How can you prove it? I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. They, uh, they were, I, they were asking a, a dude from the fucking Dodgers to pitch the real good with uh, Kershaw. Yeah, they asked him about it, and he was like, you know, I've given up a lot of home runs this year, but if everybody's playing with the same balls, then who cares? We're all we're all doing the same thing. Yeah, the only people that can complain about it are the people that would say, uh, "Well, you know." You're going to break records that shouldn't be broken. Yeah, who cares? But it don't matter because Barry Barry Buzz already did that, so who cares? Well, see, the difference between the two also is that during the Barry Bonds era is not everybody was cheating, although a lot were. I don't believe that. Everybody was, except for Will Clark. And? Key Griffey. That's right. What about Frankie? (laughs) Who? Frank Frank, Frank, Frank Frank Gore. No. No, Frank yeah. Thomas one. He was just fat. Yeah. Just hey, can like, I ask you a question? Just like Cecil Fielder, he was fat. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Jennifer Miles, are you friends with her? Uh, I don't think so. Robbie's ex? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. I was just wondering if you'd smash. No, I wouldn't. No, I'm not friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering. Uh, I've seen her. Yeah, she's probably big, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she is. She must have lost weight, though, because she took a full body picture and she didn't look fat today. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe she has. She probably did some trick camera work. Probably. You know how it is. 
Yeah, usually they just post their face because they know their body's fucking piggy. <laughs> Decepticon, sneaky yeah, fuck. Yeah. You can't trust these whores. Hard-fighting bitches. So I wanted to bring this up. You know, I mentioned it to you earlier, and I feel like I just mentioned it in passing. Uh, when I was watching Little Shop of Horrors earlier, you know, you've got the black background singers, the chicks. Yeah. And the first one I noticed was Gina from Martin, Tisha Campbell or whatever her name is. Yep. And then I noticed the other, there's three black chicks. I don't know who one was. And the other, I look at the other one, and I'm like, that's Pam from Martin. And I had to look it up to make sure I wasn't being racist. And I wasn't. It, it was Pam and Gina. And I'm like, what the fuck was like? Years before Martin ever came out, I wonder, if this is, I wonder if this is where they were like spotted, you know? Possibly. That's crazy, man. That's funny though. Like, yeah. it was six years before Martin ever came out. That's crazy. I love that movie, by the way. I can tell you, that. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. It was funny. I mean, you had everybody in that movie. Jim Belushi was in it, but I don't even remember seeing him. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Um, but yeah, it was weird to see them as the background singers. I was like, "What?" There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stars in that movie. You had Bill Murray, uh, John uh, Jim Belushi, rather. I didn't see him though. Uh, Rick Moranis, who yeah, just randomly retired from all of it. That's crazy, because he was awesome, man. He just really retired. Apparently, he was a single dad, and he couldn't devote enough time to his kids, and they decided he just didn't miss it. That's crazy. He must have made a lot of money early, though. And then put it away or something. I don't know, but good for him. I was pretty all of track. He did some voice work in a movie a few years ago. Did he? So he's not completely off space there. Yeah, I guess he could probably do that from, like, a whole studio or so. You know? Yeah. He was offered a cameo in uh, the new Ghostbusters movie, and he turned it down. I don't blame him. He's like, why would I come back to a movie 30 years later? I I still have not watched that movie, and I don't really care. I'm not ever going to The that. idea of it pisses me off. Not that, that they remade Ghostbusters, that they tried to force something down our throats and, and then call us sexist if we didn't want to accept it. Yeah, well, fuck that. It's just not the Ghostbusters. Dude. Fuck you, you can't make me watch it. How about that? Exactly. What if uh, they remade, like, the Pits of the Sisterhood with all guys or something? Everybody be throwing the goddamn fit. Oh, yeah, the other news is that uh, Kevin Spacey's a pedophile, but it's okay because he's gay. <laughs> yeah, like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Like, he legit came out of the closet thinking it would, like, make it okay that he was touching some little boy's penis. But I, I, I think that, like, there's people out there in Hollywood that will give him a pass because of it. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, he's okay. Yeah, you know what he's gone through. You can't blame him. He was drunk, too. Yeah, yeah. You like how you use that word? I don't really remember if it happened. If it, if it truly happened how he says, then I, I apologize. Taking a little half a car show go away. Well, that already happened. He got the finger for it. You know, the other thing about it is um, that uh, I was telling my wife that I think he only came out because he thought that was going to shield him from it. And she's like, that's bullshit. Gay people go through enough, and now he's going to try to add more. 
And I'm like, well, they get passes too on that side of the country. Yeah, man, it's crazy. What are you doing, folks? You know, Tyler was just talking about trunk or treats ruining our country, ruining Halloween. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think it's killing Halloween. You know, I don't know. As long as you still do regular trick or treat, yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, as long as they don't start trying to fucking dictate what they're doing, then yeah. it's okay. And they haven't other than that one year because of the shitty rain. Yeah, because, like, Blake's taking, uh, she took Josie, like, the past two or three days, truck or treat, did truck or treat tonight. It's just more candy for Blake and Josie to eat. You know, I wouldn't mind trunk or treats in, like, inner city places because it's probably safer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chicago doing that, that's fine. But, like, you know, the rest of us can do what we want. Yeah, because we're white. And proud. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't be proud to be white. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. If you guys asked me, I'd re-up for white next year. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't do that. Would you trade down? <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me you would. I don't know. Would I get food stamps? It still wouldn't matter. You still wouldn't trade down. I like food stamps, though. <laughs> You can get that as a poor white man, though. But I don't want to be poor. Yeah, that's true. You, that's one thing you don't do well with. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed. No, no, you, we don't like the poor. Fuck no. I don't, they piss us off. We try to avoid them. That's not my lifestyle, man. No, nah, no, nah, that's stupid. We don't, we don't have time for all that. Uh, but, yeah, so what else is going on in the news or, or with Halloween in general? I mean, it's been... It, it's, Kind of a quiet Halloween so far. We'll see what the news comes out for tomorrow, but you know, see what the hell happened. Uh, I want to see how many people died in Chicago today. Oh man, probably too many. That's true. Uh, it was a fucking cold Halloween here. That's for sure. Definitely. So, Vic, you still haven't turned your heat on. I mean, we're talking in the 30s and 40s now. And it's well, freezing. Well, let me be honest with you, okay? I probably would not turn on the heat. If I didn't have, you know, young kids yeah, and, exactly. and, and a preggy wife, you know. Yeah, I, I could always throw on a hoodie and some pants or something. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Whenever John used to live here, he looked at me a few times like I was a psychopath because I was like, have it in the 50s in the house. I was like, I thought that's what John liked. I think he realized that I was I was worse than him about because I'm a cheapskate. Yeah. So you do your kind of money reasons. Yeah, that's my whole life. Come on, doggo. Oh, my God. I'm putting them up so they stop raping you. Jesus Christ. I my balls. Hey, oh, man. So you got to hear this story, right? I about killed a child the other day. What's going My My girls, they have issues with climbing up me all the time. They want to climb on me all the time. And when you climb on somebody, what do you have to do to climb? You have to grab, right? Yeah. I actually got a hold of me in a very vicious spot. She got a hold of my dick and it hurt. <laughs> That's okay. Not long before that, a few, a few weeks ago, Hazel got a hold of my ball sack. <laughs> what is wrong with her? I don't know. It hurt. Jesus Christ. They don't, that, like, I swear they're like little mountain climbers and they just do it and they injure me. Or maybe they just don't want me to have any more kids, but I don't want any more after this, so it's okay. Yeah, they don't know that, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. I guess so. I guess. They're just evil sometimes. 
Uh-huh. Last night, Iowa didn't let me sleep at all because she was waiting on the great pumpkin. <laughs> That's awesome. She didn't even know what that meant. She got she got uh, the great pumpkin came last night and put candy bars under uh, the uh, the Halloween tree for everybody. I got a Snickers, which I ate already. Uh, Jack got Kit Kat. Connor got Hershey's milk or Hershey's cookies, cookies and cream. I missed that candy bar. That was some good shit. Uh, Kim got snow caps, which is the worst of the bunch, by the way. She loves, she likes like plain shit. Like I don't know, her favorite ice cream is vanilla. <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with vanilla, but for it to be your favorite, it's kind of weird. I like my vanilla mixed with my chocolate. <laughs> like the swirl kind at Ryan's or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then. Isla got M and M's and Hazel got Skittles. Hazel Skittles. You love the Skittles, huh? But you love M and M's. I do. Of course, Isla got M and M's. I should have known that because she was stealing yours. I should have got her peanut butter M and M's. You should have. That's her favorite. Yeah. Ah, fucked up. Oh well, Great Pumpkin failed this year, I guess. What kind did you get? Just regular. Okay. I, Great Pumpkin didn't take it through all the way. <laughs> Forgot about the fucking peanut butter M&M's. Those are good, though. Wow. So, hold up. So, Georgia got number one in the, is number one in the playoff on? That's fucking weird. What? Well, who's I, knew they were, I knew they were top four. But I, I guess so. I guess the reason is who's Bama beating? They haven't beaten anybody. Florida State, that's it. And they suck. Who's Georgia beat? Notre Dame, who's also in the top four. Yeah, I guess. Wow. Which tells you that the the, the voting doesn't mean all that much because nobody would vote Georgia over them. That's crazy. That's good. That proves that the polls don't mean shit. Or at least... I, I still find it strange that Notre Dame's in there. I don't think they should be in there because, uh, well, then again, I guess we're just looking at things that shouldn't matter, though, like past performance. Yeah, yeah. I the mean, fact that they've choked so many times, I would take Ohio State over them in a playoff, but I guess it's about money, too. Well, realistically, if you're doing that, I'd boot, like, uh, Georgia or somebody. They're beating be last, so I mean, probably no. Georgia's I, I, fucking good. I, I, I can't believe that Alabama's not the board. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, For a lot of reasons, but like uh, Alabama. So, Brian Hoyer. We got it. Yeah, but are the Patriots going to sign him? Probably. Hey, he's the player. Yeah, I know. He sucks, though. They got to have a backup. They don't need their backup better. Uh, they don't even have one. They're going to get Kaepernick. They just trade both of them back stuff. Like, I really don't know if Belichick's doing it for it. What if Brady goes out and gets hurt this week? That'd be messed up, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd laugh. Well, let me ask you a question. Where's Matt Castle? I don't know. Probably wherever Josh McGiggles is. Isn't he still with the Patriots? Oh, yeah, he didn't get hired, did he? No, and that's weird. It is, right. I don't mean, I'm probably weak, weak, tired, I got. But you think somebody would have gave him a shot last year. 
Did you see Russell Wilson uh, dressed up as Pete Carroll for Halloween? Dude, there's video on NFL memes of him dressed up as fucking Pete Carroll. (laughs) It's hilarious. He's got a headset on. He's chewing gum. Wow. Did he, like, get a big-ass tear for no reason? Uh, No, he didn't do that. Somebody said, now, would Pete Carroll be allowed to dress as him for Halloween? (laughs) This guy said, now, would Pete Carroll be allowed to go like him for Halloween? Seems like this two-way street is one that way. I don't give two shits. I think it was funny, but I'm not a liberal making up the rules. Oh, my God. That's kind of true, though. That's hilarious, to be honest. I still like Russell Wilson. I know you hate him, but... I don't hate Russell. I thought you hated him. I hate the Seahawks and everybody else on the team. Uh, like, I tried to hate Russell Wilson, but I, I can't. Didn't you say he's overrated, though? Oh, yeah, he is overrated. I don't know about that. Yeah. I hate him. I, no, I don't hate him. He's overrated. He's not like. No, he's overrated. I hate Cam Newton. Yeah, he's overrated, too, see? Dude, did you see they traded Kevin Bickerson? Yes. For a fourth-round pick? Or a seventh-round pick? Something stupid. The the Panthers are stupid. Like, they don't have a receiver now. They have no number one receiver. They have no receivers. Clark says is hurt. And they have nobody. Anything to, uh, anything to piss off Thieneman's uh, fine with me. Yeah, that's how I'm getting all this information. He he was bitching about it earlier. Like, they had nobody to throw him off to. Like, Christian McCaffrey's going to have to be a receiver like his daddy. He ain't no Ed. Hell no. He sucks. They might as well just uh, fucking pick up Kaepernick and make Cameron receiver. Yeah. <laughs> you know how awesome that would be? It would be awesome. <laughs> Kaepernick and Cam. Dude, um, dude, the WWE NXT chicks dressing as other people is awesome. Who who Oscar dressed up as? Uh, she's not down there. No, that sucks. Ruby Riot dressed as uh, Where's Waldo? Is she hot? Not really. Hot body? I guess so. <laughs> Nikki Cross dressed as No Way Jose was weird. That is weird. I tell you what though, she's pretty fucking hot. Whenever you see her, like uh, without all the crazy, yeah, she got big old titties. Yeah. So I need to start on Stranger Things season two. Uh, I have not yet. I did I start a part one with season one. I watched American Horror Story Roanoke one episode, and uh, I haven't got back to it yet. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be all that into it this year, but we'll see. It's probably going to suck. I don't really care. <laughs> it's whatever. You know? It's just a time killer. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that probably jumped a shark. Yeah, probably. But that being said, I guess we'll be back in two weeks. We'll take a, a week off next week. I don't have much else. Vic, you got anything you want to bring up, talk about? And grind oh, your gears? no, man. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be at Horror Hound this weekend. Come see what's up on Sunday. Yeah. Columbus, Ohio. We'll be there. And some Mexican place afterwards. Friday the 13th, Part 5, reunion. So, Bo from Freddy vs. Jason, we'll have something with Poster. 
Who? He he was in the Christmas story. Oh, good bad dude. Yeah, yeah. I forgot you had a Jason poster. What? Yeah. yeah. I don't have anybody else on the poster, so I'm going to get him on it. Might as well. Yeah, because I mean, I'm eventually going to get other people on it, probably. Yeah, the the one person I've definitely given the finger to is Zach Galligan because he's part of the Hatchet franchise, and I'm I'm always canceling those people. <laughs> you are. I have to, man. They always got to get the cut. There's too many of them. Yes, yeah, there's so many. You know? Yeah, man. You're getting pure surrounded like a hundred times. I just want. I'm getting McFoley. Ken Page, I'm doing all the Friday Thirteen Part Five people. Because uh, they didn't even get Roy, who I already had. Uh, and the nice thing is, I already have uh, the director, even though he's passed away. So yeah, so yeah, you gotta take the big poster. Yep, I am. That's good. That's good. Yep. So I got a mini poster with nobody on it. Yeah, there's a hard, there's a big part of me that's thinking maybe I should get a Friday Thirteenth Port part four mini poster and get Ted White. Ted White, man, he's going to be dead (laughs) soon. I know it makes me nervous, but I have him on the stuff I need. But you don't have him on the mini poster. Yeah, but I don't have anybody on my Friday 13th part eight poster. So I I don't have Judy Russ is going to be there. Who? Was it Judy? Yeah, yeah, Julie Aronson. Yeah, her, yeah. She'd get it. I've already met her once. She'd grab her ass? Yeah. She'd grab my penis, too. That's okay. I got a, what's your name from uh, Human Centipede. Oh, man. I took a picture with her. I know. You said you grabbed her ass and tried to blame it on me. <laughs> Asshole. She was hot. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Other than that, dude, I don't have anything else. Y'all know where to follow us at, right? TravisVicHorror.wordpress.com. That's where you can find our all our episodes, including our past Halloween episodes such as Elizabeth Bathory, such as Lizzie Borden, and our Halloween retrospective. We even talked to Tamara Glenn once upon a time. Did we? Yeah. I bet her. And somebody talked to the retard from Part 5. Uh, Jared did. I didn't have any part in that. Oh. I wasn't talking to a gay. <laughs> oh, my God, you can't say that. <laughs> Why did we let Jared talk to somebody? Uh, he talked to uh, the dude from uh, uh, Insidious and Saw 3, too. Jalen Rose? Yeah. But that was with me. Okay. I remember that. That's because I didn't want to talk to a gay. <laughs> me and Jalen Rose got beef. See? Yeah. Why? Because he, he, he think I bootlegged his movie. That is Mariah's fault. It's not his fault. No, you mean it's not my fault. Did you see Kenny Omega dressing up as Jasmine? Uh, no. Like the black chick? No, okay. Marty Skull Skrull was Aladdin. Oh, okay. Kenny Omega was Jasmine, and it looks like Chase Owens was the genie. Chase Owens, what a bow. That's awesome, actually. I didn't see that. Because I don't follow Kenny Omega on anything. No, I just keep seeing it. Not near do I. I keep seeing it in the regular feed. I think you follow Kenny Omega on everything. No, I'm not. I'm not Wilder. You think he's the best in the world? I actually don't. 
I don't know. You take AJ. Yes. Well, you know why I think AJ is the best in the world? Probably hmm. because he is. He's having the best matches and the biggest promotion. I think that's the best reason. Oh, uh, not according to John. Well, he's also <laughs> half a retard, so. Half? What do you mean? 90% a retard, then. Yeah. 99, maybe. That seems more legit. Yep. It was so great whenever Uha Nation ran at Samoa Joe, and he goes, sit your bitch ass down. Yeah. He probably got fired for that one. Probably. You can't say bitch and ass together. Especially to a black man. Yeah, that's racist. Oh, shit. All right, man. So we'll be back November 14th talking Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. You can find it on YouTube. Okay, so I'm at Phenomenal TLD. Come uh, troll on me so I can have some time fighting with people. At Vic Von Eric's the Victor. At Travis and Vic Horror. That's all I got, man. I'm out. You guys done? Later. Later.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.